the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. It is indeed the Bob France Authority. Thank you so much for joining us at 7 minutes after the hour of 9 o'clock on this free-for-all Friday, the 16th morning of the 11th month of the year of our Lord, 2018. Appreciate you being with us for what is a France-a-thon on this, uh, on this Friday morning. I was in for Hugh. If you just turned on the radio now, you missed three hours of uh, fill-in for Hugh Hewitt. Had some great conversations with some good people. Enjoyed that, and I look forward to having more with you right now. To, at least now I can say the time. Twice this morning, I started to say it was, you know, 6.08 or it was 7.35 or whatever the case might be. Uh, but on the syndicated show, when you're across all time zones, that's a mistake. But now I can say with confidence and with certainty that it is eight minutes after the hour of nine o'clock. Uh, phone lines are open at 216-901-0945 and 888-281-1110. We can get you, you can also get to me on Twitter. At uh, France Radio, F-R-A-N-T-Z Radio, all one word, no spaces, no underscores, and on Facebook at the same location, where you will see, by the way, uh, my favorite uh, line of the week, uh, and I thank uh, Juanita Broderick. Uh, for, on Twitter for this. Juanita Broderick, you probably better know as, or you may well know as the, uh, one of the victims of Bill Clinton. Uh, she has been accusing Bill Clinton now for decades, about four of them, four decades of raping her back when he was the Arkansas Attorney General. And uh, Juanita Broderick, uh, who in essence would be maybe the one of the very first in the Me Too movement, uh, if they would go back and pay attention to her the way they tried to pay attention to Brett Kavanaugh and the salacious lies against him. But anyway, I don't want to digress too far. Juanita Broderick had this line on Twitter, and I stole it and put it on my Facebook page at France Radio. The word of the day is Acosta. The word of the day is Acosta, as in... Now Jim got to do his reporting Acosta Street. <laughs> and that is absolutely priceless. And how come I can't hear me digging it? I wanted to say, can you dig it on that? But we're having issues here. Can uh, there you it is. dig it? 
Hey, Jim. Hey, CNN, Jim. Go ask your question from Acosta Street. That is priceless. Juanita, thank you. It is absolutely, that's viral, by the way, already, as it should be. So uh, thank you for getting our day started with a smile and a laugh to uh, Juanita Broderick. Now, two more pressing issues that will not make you smile or laugh. They are trying once again well, not again. They're continuing their effort to steal the election from Rick Scott down in Florida. They tried their level best to steal the election also from uh, uh, Rick DeSantis, uh, uh, excuse me, uh, 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 Governor DeSantis. Now he is going to be Governor-elect DeSantis, is what I should say. Because uh, they, they, and even though Andrew Gillum, by the way, I should probably point that out part that part out too. Gillum had already conceded then jumped in when they started to steal more votes to try to get him elected. He unconceded. He withdrew his concession. And now that it is essentially a done deal, it's over. It is absolutely over. He still refuses to concede. Um, there's, there's just no, no question about it. DeSantis is going to be the next governor. He is the governor-elect. And Ron DeSantis is, uh, it's, let's see, it's outside the, the 0.25% threshold for a hand recount. So it is over, but Gillum refuses to concede in a display of ill grace that hopefully will define his political future in the state of Florida. So Ron DeSantis is going to get his job despite every attempt to steal that election from him down in the Sunshine State. And meanwhile, um, Rick Scott, the outgoing governor, it's kind of hard to keep all of that straight. You've got DeSantis, the incoming governor, Rick Scott, the outgoing governor who's going to the Senate. He is the one that they are trying to steal the, uh, the uh, election from now. Yesterday, if you did not get the details, yesterday, the cowards in Broward. You remember the coward of Broward in terms of the sheriff and the sheriff's deputy uh, who refused to go in and try to stop the Parkland shootings? Well, now it's a different kind of coward. The coward in charge of the Broward County elections, supervisor, Brenda Snipes, has overseen either the most incompetent recount of uh, ballots in uh, modern electoral history or is presiding over the most corrupt recounting of ballots in modern electoral history. Yesterday, 3 o'clock was the deadline to have the machine recount and to get the ballots certified so we can get the results and confirm that, yes, Rick Scott is the next senator from the state of Florida replacing Nelson. That should have been done by 3 o'clock. But because... They are who they are, which, again, is either incompetent or corrupt. The elections officials in Broward County, a very, very blue Democratic area, the second most populous county in all of Florida, after Dade County. The corrupt or incompetent or both officials led by Brenda Snipes missed that deadline by two minutes. They submitted the recount results at two minutes after three o'clock. And if you think that that was coincidental or just, oh, shucks, just barely didn't get it, in in t- get it in in time, if you think that was not intentional, then I've got a bridge to sell you. This is what I mean when I talk about incompetent or corrupt, and you can tell which way I'm leaning. I am leaning toward corrupt. The top election official in the heavily Democratic Broward County said late yesterday that the county had uploaded the results of its recount two minutes after the deadline, making the machine recount tally void. Instead, the results from last Tuesday's election now will stand until manual recount totals in the state's closely contested Senate race come in Sunday at noon. Un. 
unbelievable. Rick Scott's campaign charged that uh, Broward County uh, Supervisor of Elections, Brenda Snipes, intentionally submitted late results so they would be invalidated. I completely concur. In the recount, Scott's Democrat, uh, Scott's uh, Democratic opponent, Bill Nelson, lost more votes than Scott, meaning Scott would have seen a net gain of 779 votes if Snipes hadn't been late. So they conveniently were late just to make sure that that uh, uh, would not be certified. Those results would not be certified. The news of the bungled ballot count came after Snipes boasted about never missing a deadline. We are excited to be at this point, she said Thursday afternoon. Later, she acknowledged, yeah, um, you see, what had happened was the results were in progress when I came out and made the statement, and an election like the one we just finished almost has so many moving parts and so many components I'm pleased we're able to accomplish what we did accomplish in the period of time that was available. Now, I'm going to stop right there. Just to compose myself so that I don't say anything that is going to get me in trouble or get the radio station in trouble. But this woman thinks that we have lost our God-blessed minds if she thinks we're going to believe that. Every other county in the state of Florida and every other county in the United States of America, with the exception of some of those that are trying to pull the same nonsense in Georgia, refusing to acknowledge and accept the fact that Brian Kemp has defeated Stacey Abrams, despite Sherrod Brown claiming anybody who thinks that uh, uh, doesn't understand that the Republicans stole the election. (laughs) I'll get to Sherrod Brown later. But every other county, save for that uh, that one and, and Broward County was able to get it all done in that amount of time. Well, hold on. What was that again? Snipe said, an election like this one just has so many moving parts and so many components. How come everybody else was able to navigate and manage all of those moving parts to get their votes turned, counted and turned in on time? I'm pleased that we're able to, co- to accomplish what we did accomplish in the period of time that was available. Again, why is it that everybody else was able to do it in the period of time that was available? Why are you absolutely incapable of doing your job? And how and why are you still employed at that job? You want to know something that's got to be interminably frustrating to the uh, people of Florida, the taxpayers of that state? You get a paycheck today, right? Today is Friday. It's payday. Assuming you're paid every Friday or maybe it's biweekly and whatever the case might be. But Friday is generally considered to be payday. When you open up your pay envelope today, or if you are paid by electronic transfer and you look on your webpage or you know your, your banking account today and you see your, um, uh, your, your pay being submitted, you're going to see that um, virtual or that paper check stub, right, the pay stub, and you're going to see all kinds of things taken out, including your, uh, your uh, federal tax, your FICA, and, and now down in Florida, they don't have state income taxes. But your state still pays its employees. And the state of Florida, in collecting your tax dollars, in whatever manner that they do, have money set aside to pay Brenda Snipes. So when you get your check today, there's going to be a little line out there that says Brenda Snipes payment. And your tax dollars are going to pay this public employee to butcher this election through her incompetence and illiteracy or through her corruption and her conspiracy, one way or the other. This is not a bungled ballot count. This is a theft of office, or at least an attempted theft of office.
Joseph D'Alessandro, Broward County's election planning and development director who works under... Whoa, what am I hearing? Um... Uh, Joseph D'Alessandro, uh, D'Alessandro, Broward County's election uh, uh, planning and development director, said, basically, I, pardon the language, this is what he said, basically, I just worked my ass off for nothing. He said he had a hard time uploading the results in time because he wasn't familiar with the website and to send them off to the Secretary of State. We uploaded the state to the state two minutes late, so the state has chosen not to use our machine recounts, D'Alessandro said. They are going to use the first unofficial recounts as our second unofficial results. End quote. He is complaining that the state is following the law. When the fact of the matter is that the Democrat Party in Florida is begging and has filed lawsuits to tell the state not to follow the law, both in terms of deadlines and in terms of signatures, and in terms of uh, of of um, reconciling absentee and um, uh, and uh, what are the other kind of ballots? Absentee ballots and uh, provisional ballots, and the fact that they're all getting mixed in with illegal ballots, and they're filing lawsuits to make them all count. Count every vote. Vote hashtag count every vote. If you don't want every vote counted, you're trying to steal the election. No. How about count every legal vote that was turned in on time with proper signatures, proper um, uh, identification, and so on? This is, like I said, it's got to be interminably frustrating for uh, uh, residents and taxpayers in the state of Florida to know that you are paying these people to steal elections from you. All right, i got a lot more to talk about and a lot more to get into on this subject and more. We'll take our time out now. We'll check our traffic. We'll come right back and get you on the phone lines, 216-901-0945. 888-281-1110. And do not forget, we got a couple of great guests coming up. Uh, Congressman Jim Renacci uh, will be joining us at about 935. And in the 10 o'clock hour, our old friend Steve Loomis of the Cleveland Police Patrolmen's Association and Cleveland businessman and restaurateur Tony George will join us to talk about their attempt to shrink city council and to lower the pay to put it in line with the rest of Ohio's big cities. That story coming up as well right here. On AM 1420, The Answer. Lips as sweet as candy. It's taste is on my mind. Girl, you got me thirsty. Attention, social justice warriors. If you're looking for a safe space where your delicate ears won't be offended, this isn't it. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed. And meanwhile, while they try to steal votes down in Florida, the uh, left uh, continues to cheer it on. And then actually, what's, what's hilarious is as they cheer on the voter theft, they try to chide the Republicans for daring to oppose it, trying to stop them somehow, some way from doing this. Mara Gay, New York Times editorial board, uh, on MSNBC with Nicole Wallace says it's fascist to talk about undermining election results. Well, that's the other thing is not just what it, that it's wearing on him, but every time the president goes and talks about election fraud, which is not happening in Florida or anywhere, <laughs> he's actually chipping away at democracy right. and at Americans' faith in democracy. And that's extremely dangerous. And it continues. I don't find it funny. I don't think anyone should find it funny. And I, I really don't want to sound alarmist when I say this, but I don't believe it to be alarmist. It's fascist politics. 
you know, and that's really dangerous. The only thing that's alarming and the only thing that's dangerous, you liberal hack, is the fact that they are stealing elections from Republicans in a very heavily Democratic area. The votes came in on Tuesday night. We don't like those results. Rick Scott won. We don't like those results. Ron DeSantis won. So therefore, let's find more votes. Hey, here's a bucket of them. Here's a barrel of them. Here's a bin of them. I don't know how these got misplaced, but let's count these two. Look at that. 99% of them are for the Democratic opponent. They're for Gillum or they're for Nelson. And she's complaining about danger and democracy being undermined? Are these people for real? Debbie, or no, let's hold off on Debbie Wasserman Schultz. Chuck Schumer, Senate Minority Leader, just says it's just disgraceful. It's disgraceful to not count all of the votes, never mind the fact that the votes have to be filed in a certain manner by law. Who wants to obey law? We're Democrats. Donald Trump, you're the President of the United States because you read something in a blog that has no basis in fact, you don't have the right to repeat it if you're president and behaving presidentially. And yet he does it over and over again. It's the height of irresponsibility. This is a Democrat. This is the leader of the Democrats in the Senate. This is a man who destroyed Brett Kavanaugh's career, tried to, destroy his life by repeating lies that he knew to be lies all for political gain all because he was trying to preserve the uh, the supreme court all because he wanted to stop the court from adding another conservative voice to it and he's lecturing the president about repeating information that can't be verified and saying that it's unprofessional and that it's and that it's irresponsible did chuck schumer really say this It's the height of irresponsibility. Since his first day in office, President Trump has made these ridiculous claims about voter fraud. And we we literally have stacks of illegal votes down in Florida, down there in Broward, that have been conveniently shuffled into and mixed in with legal votes so that they would then be machine counted as being legal. And this man looking at us condescendingly over the top of his little cheater glasses, is telling us that there is no voter fraud? Even his sham voting commission, led by Chris Kobach, couldn't prove. The real disgrace is how low the president and some Republicans will stoop to preventing American citizens from exercising their right to vote. This kind of rhetoric from the likes of Chuck Schumer is why Donald Trump won. This kind of rhetoric by Chuck Schumer is why the Republicans expanded their lead in the, in, the, uh, in the Senate. This type of rhetoric by Chuck Schumer is going to be why the Democrats continue to fail in their attempts to win over the American people with their, with their line of garbage. And how far they'll go to undermine faith in our democracy, even to the point of disenfranchising military voters, people who may be overseas defending our freedom, risking their lives. Never happened. In addition to this, this type of lying from Chuck Schumer, is what is going to continue to cost them. Everyone knows that military votes are allowed to be cast up to 10 days after the election. That's not what anybody is trying to stop, and he knows it. While he stands there in the United States Senate and lies to the American people, what he really wants is for anybody 
who wanted to send in votes after 10 days, that they should all be counted. This is what they filed a lawsuit to get. And when Republicans opposed that, they said he doesn't want to count the military voter, military votes. Got news for you, Chuck. The United States military supports Republican causes by large numbers. Why? Because the United States military is funded by Republican legislation and Republican presidents. It is gutted, gutted by Democrat leadership like Barack Obama. Every time we have a Republican or a Democratic president, the military is gutted, uh, our, our machinery, our ships, our, our planes, everything that we need is put on the back burner and is gutted as bal- uh, budgets are, are balanced on the backs of and, quite frankly, to the threat and detriment of our military. No, we want to count military votes, Chuck Schumer. Stop lying to the American people. All right, it's 9.30. We've got news coming up, and after that, we're going to talk to Congressman Jim Ordacy, our first chance to chat after the election results last Tuesday. We'll talk to him about what the House plans to do in the last few weeks that they have as the majority before the Democrats take over in January. That conversation next, right here on AM 1420. Mike Gallagher, coming up at 11 on AM 1420, The Answer. Indeed, 935, now the Bob France Authority continues on this free-for-all Friday. You do know what free-for-all means, right? Whenever we have open segments, you do not have to be talking about what I am discussing. You can talk about anything that you want. That's right. It is a free-for-all. Anything you want to hit is good. I'm talking about the election in Florida and the theft and the uh, brazenness about it by the Democrats. By the way, I should play this because I kind of teased it before we get to Jim Renacci, who's scheduled to join us here momentarily. I should play this. At least some in the media... At least some of the leftist mainstream media, which continues to try to destroy the Trump and conservative agendas at every at every stretch, some of them are actually being responsible about this. Jake Tapper, of all people, at CNN, of all places, not that he's as bad as Jim Acosta, of course, but of all places, CNN. On with Jen Psaki, or Jen Psaki, and I want you to hear this at the end of the clip, as Jen Psaki, again, complains about Republicans who are trying to actually, you know, have just and fair results in the election down in Florida, talking about the difference between Florida and Georgia. This is actually worth your your listen. Well, take a listen. (laughs) Republicans are not actually the only ones trashing the other party and sowing doubts about the integrity of the process. Uh, Take a a look at uh, what it's being said about the Georgia governor's race, which is also not over yet. Uh, Democrat uh, Stacey Abrams still trails uh, Republican uh, Brian Kemp. Uh, The race has not been called. Take a listen to what some Democrats have said. If Stacey Abrams doesn't win in Georgia, they stole it. It's clear. It's clear. If she'd had a fair election, she already would have won. Is that really any different from what uh, the Matt Gateses and Donald Trumps of the world are doing? The only difference is, is that there was uh, some, in terms of closing polling places, there was some shenanigans when it came to voter suppression in Georgia. Um, and it was documented fairly well even before the elections. That said, at this point... No, it's not. I think, yes, what they're doing right now, Sherrod Brown's day, yes, that is. Sherrod Brown's running for president. But, Hillary Clinton's running for president. Oh, that's true. But I will say, I think the, the gold standard here is, look at Arizona. You saw outside forces trying to make that into, uh, trying to degrade the process, say it was stolen, and you had the Arizona officials saying, no, this is over, cinema one, everybody shake hands, we good. Jen? 
Look, I think what Sherrod Brown went on to say is that gerrymandering and other issues and voter suppression, which are real issues in yes. Georgia, are contributing. How are votes being suppressed in, in uh, Georgia? How are votes being suppressed? They keep saying this. They say it's documented, yet they offer nothing. Offer nothing in terms of proof. Offer nothing in terms of evidence. Just saying that votes are being suppressed. Why? Because people are calling for voter ID? That, that, that's voter suppression now? Getting to this being unfair. He said it in a very ham-handed way. It is clear he's running for president, given his New York Times interview today. Mm-hmm. And he's probably thinking in his mind, I need to be a fighter. And he just wants to blurt it out. So, but, but no, he- make no mistake. so in other words, if you're running for president, according to these loony leftists, as long as you're running for president, the likes of Sherrod Brown and others, you can say things like this, and it's okay. But if Republicans point out the true buffoonery and corruption that is taking place in places like Broward County and Palm Beach County, they're the ones who are going across the line. They're the ones who can't do that. Same. I, no, no. I wish oh, he'd said it in a different way, but he was raising issues that are real issues in places like Georgia, which is voter suppression. Yes. Gerrymandering is a real issue. He said it in a sloppy way, but I don't think it's the same thing. A sloppy way. It's just, it's just sloppy, but it's valid if it's coming from the likes of Sherrod Brown talking about the voters in Georgia who clearly chose Brian Kemp. But if Stacey Abrams doesn't get it, it's just, it's, it's a stolen election. These people have got to be stopped. All right, it's 939. I'm told we do have Jim Renacci on the line now. Uh, Congressman Jim Renacci, it's good to talk to you again, sir. How are you? Good. How are you? Sorry, I was uh, tied up on another call. I was trying to switch over and couldn't get over. No worries. Glad gl- glad to have you. I know you got a very tight schedule, and it's it's good to have you. Obviously, we didn't get a chance to talk to you uh, last week uh, after the election results. So let me just ask you, uh, how in the last, uh, what, 10 days or so, you've been able to process things with respect to the Senate race against Sherrod Brown? And by the way, I've got more on Sherrod Brown as he uh, uh, essentially says he wants to run for president now, which... I have to stop myself from laughing, but uh, just uh, your your overall reaction and your uh, you know your state of mind as to where we are now after the election result. Well, look, uh, Bob, I learned a lot over seven seven or eight months. I realized to win a statewide race, you really have to have outside help. A lot of people don't realize that, and um, and I never really had it coming. So my my concern, looking back, but my the positives are what I what I really like to to think about. We had mm-hmm. a great group of volunteers we had a great grassroots support we had a lot of people willing to help and we got over two million votes and only truly lost by about 137,000 votes because if you really process it i just needed 100 take 137,000 votes away from sherrod brown and then i win that election so we were razor thin close yet sherrod brown spent this is what these are the numbers it's hard to believe he spent 25 to $30 million against me. He got $5 million of outside help, so it almost goes up to $35 million. I was able to spend 5 so I was outspent 6 to 1. I was outspent 30 to 1 on TV, and I, and I still almost beat him, which shows he's an extremely weak candidate. The, and that's why I laugh when we hear that he's running for president, because let's face it, um, he ran ads that were so false against me. We've talked about this on the phone. He ran $16 million worth of ads, I believe, in totality now against me, saying that I, of course, was a lobbyist, a tax cheat, that I hated nursing home people, and blah, blah, blah. And that hurts. I mean, when you get, when, because there are so many individuals out there that just say, well, 
you know, I don't like Sherrod Brown, but look at that Renacy guy. I didn't pay his taxes. Or look at that Renacy, which were all false. So if you don't have the money to defend, it's very difficult. And then last but not least, when I when I think about this, mm-hmm. you know, there was an article came out just two weeks ago by uh, McConnell where he said he was never planned on coming into Ohio. And, of course, he never did. But what was even worse, as I tried to fundraise nationally, people would say, Great, you're a great candidate, great state. We hate Sherrod Brown. We don't want him to win, but you're not on the NRSC list, the National Republican Senatorial Committee list. So explain to me why you're not on the list. And that really did not help either because people were not going to raise money towards me when I wasn't on the NRSC list. And I guess I never was. Looking back, uh, Mitch McConnell said I never was on the list. What is the explanation for that? Well, I think what I think what Mitch McConnell decided many many months ago was that it was easier to spend, and and you got to look at this from a money standpoint, I guess. Uh, not, not that I'm happy about it. It's easier to spend in Missouri, Montana, um, and North Dakota and West Virginia because they represent about in total about seven congressional districts, and they're a lot cheaper than Ohio. Um, and you can get one. So, look, best example, North Dakota. It only has 700,000 people. Well, that's, that's less than one district here in Ohio. So you could spend 2 or $3 million or $4 million in North Dakota, which they did. They spent about $10 million, and they win that race. They get one Senate seat. In Ohio, you got to spend, they thought, $25 million to get one Senate seat. So they opted to go to other places. The other problem that I think um, we had is nobody expected there to be issues in Tennessee, Arizona, uh, Nevada, and even Texas in the cruise race. So they had to spend money there. So there's only a limited amount of resources. The only thing, Bob, that disturbs me is uh, they don't tell you that in advance. And I wish they did because I would have run a race a little bit different. I would have known that we weren't going to get any outside help. And um, we probably would have tweaked a couple things and uh, tr- and tried to win it a different way. But that's, that's the real nuts and bolts that I've learned over the last seven uh, days or, or ten days, and especially when Mitch, that, that's an article in Politico, Mitch McConnell actually came out and named Ohio as a state he had never planned on uh, playing in. Yeah, I saw that as well. We're talking to Congressman Jim Renacci. Uh Congressman, this is going to be a tough question, but um, do you regret running for this seat, given the fact that you had already planned to get out of Washington, you were resigning, well not resigning, but not running for re-election to your congressional seat, and I'm glad, by the way, that you're going to be replaced by another conservative-minded individual named Anthony Gonzalez, but uh, you wanted to run for governor uh, when the president came calling and said, hey, we need you to challenge Sherrod Brown. Do you wish you had stayed with the gubernatorial race? Well, I never regret any decision I make in life. That that decision was made really based on the request of the president. I'm never, uh, you know, when a president asks you to do something, I think I said this many times, it's not about what you want to do in life, it's about what you have to do. What what I am happy to tell people is that by me getting in that Senate race uh, and challenging Brown, he had to spend, you know, almost $25 million, and he had to spend almost $16 million attacking me which meant that he wasn't able to attack other Ohio uh, candidates. So in the long run, um, you know, as, as somebody said, uh, I think one of the radio stations said the day after election, Jim Renacci was the, the, the reason why many other Republicans were able to win. Not that they wouldn't have won, um, you know, with their message, but it's a lot harder 
when that $16 million comes tumbling down on other candidates. So in the end, I'm happy I did it. Uh, I don't regret any decisions I made. I, I did look back and notice that I actually got more votes than Cordray, uh, which is something that's kind of interesting because it appears that uh, I could have beat Cordray in the general election as well. Congressman, um, in the time that the Republicans have left in control of the House, and of course uh, your seat uh, uh, in that House, um, there are a lot of different ideas for the agenda. Uh, some are suggesting this is the time right now to to go full force uh, before the Democrats take over because their agenda is going to be more... Uh, what are some key items that you would like to see addressed before the uh, Republicans lose their majority, whether it be uh, taxes and, uh, you know, maybe uh, making permanent the middle-class tax cut or the all-across-the-board tax cut, whether it be the funding of the border wall, which continues to uh, uh, to languish in all of these CRs that we have been dealing with, um, or, or something off that uh, off the table there. What do you want to see done in this lame duck session? Well, look, there are two things we have to get done. Number one, we've got to get a border wall. So uh, I hope that the leadership is willing uh, to fight for that. Uh, you know, we need that. Look at the caravan coming in. And the other thing, we need to make those tax cut permanent. Those are the two things I'd love to stand on um, between now and the end of the year. It'll be interesting to see uh, what the leadership uh, is willing to do and what they're willing to fold on. But I do think, uh, look, the border wall is something we can get done. It will not get done after, um, you know, after the Democrats come in. Now, it's interesting, uh, and, and, and here's what's, here's what your listeners can, can watch very closely. There's going to be a CR. The CR is probably only going to go to March, uh, or February. So even if they give the border wall, this is where the Democrats, um, even if we can win the border wall, they can take it back out in March, which is, um, which is very disappointing, but, Watch what happens. This will be a CR, which means we'll keep the government running until March. Um, we'll, we'll fund a number of things, including part of the border wall. But keep in mind for your listeners to come February and March of next year when the Democrats control this and move on with the CR, they can take all of that out. Yeah, that's a, um, so, that, that, that's a very frustrating reality uh, of the situation. Um, and that's why it's so, you know, to be honest with you, let me ask you a different question. Are you comfortable with the leadership uh, that was elected uh, this week, including Kevin McCarthy as the new minority leader or as the minority leader replacing, uh, you know, uh, Paul Ryan. Uh, you know, he would have court, was, of course, going to be the front runner to be the speaker had you retained the majority. Because a lot of us feel like McCarthy and Ryan are kind of cut from the same cloth, and we did not get so many of those important things done before when the Democrats couldn't undo it in March, such as passing the funding for that border wall, such as passing even a skinny repeal you know, of Obamacare. All of these things that were so important to the voters and to the electorate, they did not get done with that leadership. Are you, are you surprised or are you comfortable with the leadership that's going to be going forward to try to battle the Democrats now that they're in the majority? Well, I will tell you the two reasons, in my opinion, we lost the majority was we didn't get Affordable Care Act uh, repealed, which we yeah. should have. Uh, and the second thing is we didn't get the border wall done. Those those two things, um, we you know, if you get accomplishments, if you get things accomplished, it's it's hard for people to to turn you away. And I think that's the those are two things we need to get done. Do I think the leadership? Look, um, it's inevitable. The the reason. Uh, Kevin was elected is you got to always watch the money flow. I mean, Kevin went out and he did a lot of work to help many of these uh, Republicans get um, get elected. 
uh, and uh, and then they're in, and let's face it, they are then indebted to him, so they cast a vote from him. Uh, Jim Jordan, who's a great guy, um, does not uh, does not do things that way, and I'm not saying he's wrong or right, but there are a lot of people that become indebted to the people who in leadership because they have the time to go out to the districts and to help uh, those individuals win. So, you know, what's the what's the saying? If you do the same thing over and over again, yeah. by us electing the yeah. By us electing the same leadership, I did, I did not think that would happen. In fact, if, uh, if I was around, I would have pushed. But I will tell you it's inevitable because in the minority, it's the majority of the minority who makes the decision as to who the leadership is. Remember, yeah. the majority and, and that's, of the that's minority. so frustrating because what you just said, your Ohio colleague, Jim Jordan, uh, said exactly what you said before that vote. He said, look, the reason we lost this election is because we did not get Obamacare repealed. We did not get the wall bill. We did not, in his phrasing, is do what we said we'd do when we got here. So that's why we lost the majority. And if that's the mindset of, 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 of you know, some, some of the members of Congress, that's the, who I want in leadership because we can't make the same mistakes. You know, the phrase you're using there, if you always do what you've always done you'll always get what you've always got i think with kevin mccarthy in the leadership position we're going to continue to get what you, what we've always got which is not enough done from the republican side of things that's what cost us well and in the end the, the look you got to get here, here's if you're going to give nancy pelosi any credit here's the credit you have to give her when she was in the majority she got things done that they wanted to get done and it cost people seats but she lost the majority by getting things done we lost the majority without getting things done. And that's the sad thing. If you look, looking back over this, and I always say someday I'm going to write a book, um, because it's amazing what you see. But, you know, we lost the majority without getting key things accomplished. Now, we did get the tax cut and jobs bill done. But remember, that can all be taken away because it wasn't done effectively and properly with the 60 votes in the Senate. So it can all go away. Um, and, and that's what we have. Now, do I think the corporate tax cuts will go away? No, because those, those were permanent. But all the individual tax cuts and all the S corporations, all the pass through, those all disappear in, in four years. And, uh, we, we didn't get it done. But Nancy Pelosi was able to do things that she wanted to get done and even cost herself the majority. And look, eight years later, they're back in the majority and she most likely will be the Speaker of the House. Yeah, no, no question about it. And, and I guess, you know, for that, I'm glad because I think she is so disliked, uh, in middle America. I think she is so tired. Her act is so played. People don't like her. And if they don't like her and she's the face of the, of the house now, uh, that's a good thing for Republicans in 2020 as they try to push back and obviously maintain the executive branch, but try to push back and gain seats in the, uh, uh, in the house as well. Uh, Congressman, uh, uh, Jim Renacy, I appreciate your time. And I, and I, again, obviously I'm very, very sorry that you lost i do think you have you're right you're right to feel proud about what you're able to accomplish in that race given how badly you were outspent on negative attacks and lies by uh by a sherrod brown from one end of this country to the other so uh thank you for running a great race that you did and thanks for serving in this uh in this congress and hopefully you can still be an instrumental voice in the few weeks that we have left before uh before the democrats take over and i thank you so much for that well and bob i'm i'm not leaving forever i i think you'll still see jim renacy in the future so um We'll, uh, hopefully we can get some things done before the end of the year. I certainly hope so as well, and I look forward to speaking with you on those matters as well. Congressman, thank you so much. Uh, a very good weekend to you, and a very happy Thanksgiving next week. 
You as well. Take care. Thank, thank you so Thanks. much. That's Congressman Jim, Jim Renacci on AM 1420. The answer, it's 953. We'll take a time out here, check our traffic, try to come back in and get a couple of calls before the top of the hour. we got an entirely different discussion to have then. I'll tell you more about it coming up on AM 1420. The answer. Thanks, Bob. Disabled vehicle 490 eastbound before Broadway Avenue has a left lane blocked. An accident reported 76 westbound before Route 532 this morning. Slow traffic in the area there as well as 76 eastbound between 59 and Central Interchange. Otherwise, we're moving well on this Friday morning. This report is sponsored by Staples. Staples can save you time this holiday season. Have Staples print your custom holiday cards and invites for less. See what's in store this holiday at your local Staples. David Sprouse, AM 1420, The Answer. Hey, and I'm Bob France here for The Floor King, and Veterans Day this month has turned into Veterans Month. That's right, at The Floor King. To honor all veterans and active military, The Floor King is offering you the very best pricing of the year on all flooring projects. Carpeting, luxury vinyl plank, natural hardwood, laminate, tile, whatever your flooring needs are. If you're a veteran or active military, you're going to get 20% off of your total purchase price, and you're going to get four full years to pay for everything at 0% interest. That's right, 48 months without a nickel of interest. That's all for veterans and active duty military. 20% off and 0% financing for 48 months. And all you got to do is call by the end of the month 216-640-5000. 216-640-5000 to set up a free in-home estimate. Thank you for your service from the Floor King, where our prices will floor you. Three. Mike Gallagher. Weekday mornings at 11 on AM 1420. The answer. 958 short segment here before the top of the hour. A little reminder coming up after the top of the hour. Very much looking forward to this conversation. Tony George is a Cleveland businessman, very well known, uh, kind of a mover and a shaker in the business world. He's a restaurateur, and he is the leader or one of the leaders behind Cleveland First, which aims to reduce the size and the salary of Cleveland's bloated wasteful, ridiculously unnecessary city council. 17 members strong, making 85 or 80, 80 to $85,000 a year. Uh, there is a movement finally to get this nonsense under control, to stop wasting money and to get rid of these uh, um, essentially spokespersons for the mayor. Because they're not standing up to the mayor for in virtually any uh, uh, avenues whatsoever. So Tony George is going to join us. And joining him... We'll be our friend Steve Loomis from the CPPA, formerly the president of the Cleveland Police Patrolman Association. Both of them have been arguing about city council for a long time to shrink this down. So we're going to hear that story from them coming up at about uh, 10.10, so about 10 minutes from right now. I do have a minute or two here for a call from Esther in Cleveland. Esther, go right ahead. Thanks. I was thinking of the definitions, some of them from for the word enemy that I mentioned a couple of weeks ago that relate to a wide variety of subjects this morning. And they relate to a, a video I heard about from Ami Horowitz. Uh, one of the, some of the M definitions are in opposition to, destructive, hateful. Of course, that relates to election fraud, media, and also Ami Horowitz found that some of the immigrants, so-called immigrants, actually don't give a damn about the United States, but they want jobs. So think about enemies, so many enemies and so many different uh, wide-ranging concepts. 
Well, there are. There's no question about that, Esther. Thanks for the call. And the, and the question isn't, are there enemies? There are all, always enemies. The question is, is how are you prepared to fight them? Uh, clearly, the Democrats are willing to fight them through any means necessary, including cheating, ro- uh, lying, robbing, stealing, when, when we're talking about elections and votes. The Republicans have tried to respond to that by fighting fairly. I think it's time to fight back by whatever means necessary. You know the old adage when it comes to your enemy, don't bring a knife to a gunfight. Now, use that, of course, um, not literally, but figuratively, and that's how we have to treat this. Thanks for the call. 10 o'clock, news time now on AM 1420. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.